the message tonight, You're Built Different, part two. So thanks for that recap, Angela. That was a blessing uh, to get everyone back on the same page. But hey, let's pray real quick. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is living and is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you as we get into your word tonight. As we listen to your word, as we read your word, as we learn from your word, you're going to reveal something from your word for our lives. If you believe it, someone say amen. Hey, thanks to everyone watching. We've got all kinds of people watching on YouTube, on our Champion Youth YouTube channel. You guys are as much a part of this experience with us right now. We miss you. We love you. We're glad you're here. And I'm sure you were dancing in your pajamas or whatever you're wearing and just like you were having fun in worship in your living room, right? So, okay, great. Check this out. You're built different. Um, any of you ever had an identity crisis besides Andrew and his mullet? <laughs> Got him. Um, no, but for real, any, any of you ever have an identity crisis? Like, like, have you ever done something crazy to fit in? Like, when I was in eighth grade, I dyed my hair blonde because I wanted to look like Justin Timberlake. And at that time, he was, ain't no lie, baby, bye, bye, bye. Right? And it was blonde hair. Cur- Listen, here's the problem. Identity Christ. I, I'll, bring, I'll bring the full-scale song at karaoke if you're lucky. Because I want that. I don't even have one of those champion youth sweatshirts, man. I didn't have the money for it when they came out. So I'm, you're going to have to beat me, first of all. But I dyed my hair, and it turned out orange. <laughs> because I had a friend do it. Um, but because my hair is black, it's really hard to get, you know, like yellow, white. So my hair's orange. I have this identity crisis. Now I'm, now I'm in eighth grade. I'm also a little chubby at this point because I was like short and I hadn't grown. And my mom kept telling me, don't worry, you're going to grow and stretch out. And I'm like, eh. no, Avery, you're going to hell. Avery just said your mom lied. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Feeling the love. Um, at one point, had another identity crisis a little later in life when I stretched out, to, to, according to JD, four foot ten or whatever. Um, guys, I'm five nine. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. My license says five nine. I'm I'm not five nine. But my license says I'm 5'9". Okay, moving on to a different topic. Because I had an identity crisis, so I started straight ironing my hair. It was the emo look, right? Like straight ironing. Then the identity crisis continues, and I'm wearing eyeliner because I'm... It's just identity crisis, man. I didn't know who I was. Uh, that was. That was in the hurt people, hurt people days. If you're new to champion youth, hurt people, hurt people was the best band that never was. It was my high school band. And uh, maybe if you're lucky enough, you'll hear more about that someday when we have a reunion tour. At one point, I shaved my head. Yeah, yeah, shaved my head. Yeah, like, bicked it. That was terrible. 19, identity crisis. Just, like, have you ever done something crazy? Like, something crazy is going on right here with this kid. Identity crisis. Had anyone else ever done? Yeah, 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 maybe the red. Yeah, yeah, the red. Anyone else? Have you ever, like, anyone, like, hey, wave at me, like, hey, identity crisis, I've done something crazy. What what'd you do, Miles? Okay, he didn't have an identity crisis. Anyone else? Okay, what's going on? What's going on? The white hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like X-Men vibes, right? Um, 
Any, anyone, like, you, like, dress a certain way, do something crazy, like, okay, look, like, we all have done crazy stuff, trying to fit in or trying to be someone that we're not or trying to uh, be a part of the cool crowd, you know, you know what I'm saying. So one time I, then, then this one time I grew up a little bit and I, then I decided to grow my hair out to look like JD. I'm just <laughs> that was a joke actually. He's grown his hair out to look like me, right? So um, that wasn't an identity crisis. That's just the current state I'm in. But uh, identity crisis, anyone, anyone have a fake ID? Trick question. Almost gotcha. It almost. Some of you were like, you almost went for it. Um, now maybe you're maybe maybe you haven't done anything on the outside like an identity crisis, but maybe maybe there's something going on on the inside that hasn't expressed itself yet. Right? Whatever's happening on the inside expresses itself on the outwards. We do something crazy, but maybe you've had an identity crisis on the inside. Maybe over the last couple of years, so many things have changed, so many things have happened, and maybe there's something going on, a turmoil on the inside. Maybe you, maybe you don't currently have a fake ID. I hope you don't, for those of you that were about to raise your hand. Um, come and talk to me afterwards. I'll pray with you and take your fake ID from you. But maybe you spiritually have something fake going on on the inside that needs to be dealt with. And so I was, I was just thinking on, dwelling on, uh, what J.D. started talking about the last time we gathered and just reminded that, you know, the Word of God says that, that we are to be in the world but not of the world. All of us are here on the planet. All of us are, you're, you're in your schools. Maybe you go to a public school. Maybe you go to a private school. Maybe you go to a home school. I don't know where you go to school, but you're, you're a part of this world. We're a part of this world system, but we're not supposed to be like the world. Thinking about David, what a cool guy, man. What a, what a cool dude in the Bible. And as J.D. expressed, David was chosen to be king before he ever faced Goliath. Do you know? So J.D. talked about the David and Goliath story. But, you know, if you back up just one chapter in the Bible, you go to 1 Samuel 16, verse 6. And what you read is the prophet Saul was told by God to go to this guy's house, and he said, hey, this, this dude Jesse has some sons. Line them up, and I'm going to show you who the next king of Israel is going to be. So six of the sons walk past him, and the prophet hears from God. Look what he says in verse 6. He says, surely the Lord's anointed is before you. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance, verse 7. Don't look at his spiritual, don't look at his physical stature, because I have refused any of these guys. For the Lord does not see as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. So the problem with an identity crisis in your generation is that there's so much that you're trying to do on the outside. Maybe you're trying to wear the right clothes or wear the right chains. I mean, I'm trying to wear two of them tonight. I don't know what's going on. Someone said to me tonight, I like your gold chain. I, I was, it was silver at one point. I, this must be fake. It's not gold. I think that's rust. Like, what is happening to me? But, like, all of us can have these Things that express outwardly, but what matters to God is what's going on in your heart. 
What matters is, whether you realize it or not, what matters more than anything to God is moments like you had a few minutes ago when you're just lifting your hands, you're surrendering your heart. You're, even if it's just for a couple seconds, you get all the distractions aside and you say, man, God, I, I, I want to lay down this identity stuff and just be with you. Maybe it's going after the right hat, the right shoes, the right girl, the right guy. Like Whatever the crisis might be, inward expressing outward, I want you to walk away tonight knowing that God is looking at your heart. God is looking at your heart. And what's awesome about that is, guess who was chosen? David's chosen. David's chosen to be king. And you know what? He was 17 years old. He was just a teenager. And he's chosen to be the next king over an entire country. He's 17. The Bible describes him as a handsome 17-year-old scrawny kid. Like he wasn't... He wasn't on the outside what looks like could be a king or an authority or fight a giant just a few days later. But he fought a giant. I want to ask you what giants are in your life. There might be some giants in your life. Maybe there's giants of, of anger, giants of emotional issue, or giants of trying to fit in. What, what is it that's standing in between you and God? What are the giants that feel like, man, I'll never get past this. Man, 2020 was such a giant of a year that I don't know if I'll ever make it up. I don't know if I'll ever fit in again. I don't know if I'll ever have the friends. I, I missed out on, on schooling. I don't know if I'm going to catch up in my grades. I don't know if I'm going to catch up learning. And Am I going to get to college now because of this 2020 thing that happened? I don't know what your giant is. But how many of you could raise your hand and say, yeah, B, I got some giants I'm facing tonight. Maybe they're giant or maybe they're small giants, but we all have giants. You know what's interesting to me? If you read this story of David and Goliath, look at, look at chapter 17. Look at verse 4. And it says, 1 Samuel 17, verse 4, and a champion, everyone say champion, this, is, this, this really stood out to me, and I, I want you to catch this, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to party, and we're going to dance, and we're going to sing karaoke, and we're going to eat pizza till we puke. But I want you to catch this before that. Doesn't that sound like a blast? To dance, to karaoke, and eat pizza till you puke. Okay, good. You got lots of pizza. It's all you can eat tonight. Okay, listen. Verse 4, it says, a champion. Everyone say a champion. A champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. This hit me the other day, because we're called champion youth. This hit me the other day because, you know what I realized? If we don't face our giants, if we don't champion ourselves, champion youth is all about helping you become a champion in every area of your, of your life. Champion your emotions. Champion your relationships. Champion your friendships. Champion your anger. Champion, just add the word champion to anything you're facing. That's what we're here for. We're here to rally around you, to be in your corner, to help you learn, to grow, to, to worship together. There's, there's moments that happen in, in moments like tonight where we're worshiping, where you face giants in worship. You get in God's presence. You, you throw the rock at the giant, and the giant falls in his presence presence because God's word says that mountains melt like wax in the presence of God. How did a 17-year-old stand before a giant 
and the giant fall because the 17-year-old was anointed. The 17-year-old was chosen by God. And if there's any giant in your life calling itself a champion, it's because you're allowing the enemy to think that he's the champion in your life. And guess what? David stood before this champion, and he says, who is this Philistine? Who is this guy? Who does this guy think he is? To stand and mock the armies of the living God. He knew, David knew who he was. We have an identity crisis, guys. Your generation, my generation, every generation. I think every, like, at the root of humanity, sin is the problem, but at the root, there's an identity crisis. And what's the identity crisis? People, teenagers, you, we've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten that we were chosen by the living God. We've forgotten that we were anointed. Guess what? David could stand in front of Goliath and know, okay, I'm going to pick up a rock and shoot it at this Goliath, at this giant's head, and it's going to turn into a missile, and it's going to hit him in the forehead, and he's going to die. He had the confidence because he knew who he was. He knew a few days ago some prophet showed up and told me I'd be king. He, he was standing on the faith of the word of knowing who he was. Well, we, as a young generation, you got to stand on the word knowing that God has called you kings and priests. He loves you. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. He loves you. He washed you. He has made you kings and priests. You cannot forget this. This is how you become champion over the things in your life that are trying to champion you. Goliath stood up, and they called him a champion. And David said, no, 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 not on my watch. You're not going to champion my generation. You're not going to mock my God. And he stood on that faith. And you know what I believe David, David knew something. that I, I want to teach you one more thing that David knew. That I want you to, to learn your authority. You know, in the beginning of time, God gave Adam and Eve. In Genesis chapter 2, he gave Adam and Eve authority. He gave them dominion. He gave them rights as kings and priests, as sons and daughters of God. And then the enemy came in and does what he does. He's a, he's a swindler. He's a liar. He's a cheater. He's a, there a lot of words I wish I could say on the microphone, but I can't because you're teenagers. But whatever word you're thinking, the de- that's the devil. He's not good. He's a bad guy. <laughs> What'd you learn tonight at youth? The devil's a bad guy. <laughs> Look, the devil swindled the authority from Adam and Eve. He stole their authority. He tricked them out of their authority. He tricked them out of their authority that God gave them. So God sent Jesus, and Jesus died, and he shed his blood. And what did Jesus do? He took that authority back. The Bible says that Jesus took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He took them from the devil. He defeated the devil. He conquered the devil. The devil has no power anymore. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Brandon, because I'm having an identity crisis, and I'm flat ironing my hair and wearing mascara. (laughs) Listen, the devil has no authority. Well, I I don't get it. I'm struggling. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. I can't control my emotions. The devil has authority over my life. No, he doesn't. This is what David knew. David was foreshadowing, knowing his authority and his anointing as king. So how do we get our authority back? Well, Jesus took the authority 
away from the devil. And what did he do before he left the planet? Very last thing he says to his disciples, I am giving you some authority. Is that what the Bible says? It says, I am giving you all authority. I'm giving it all back to you. So how does the devil have authority over you? Because you forgot who you were. You forgot that you're loved. You forgot that you're washed. You forgot. It's, I know, guys, hey, I know it's been a couple weeks since we've had youth. You forgot. You got back into school. You got back into the rhythm. I'm trying to help you have a backbone this year when you, as you go back to school. Like, get a backbone back. Get a, get a spiritual. What's a backbone do to your body? It makes you stand up straight. Right? Any of you ever play Gang Beasts? That's kind of an old game. I'm throwing, throwing back a little bit, but I just started playing this game. I'm behind a, couple, like a year or two. I don't know. But, like, imagine those little gang piece guys. Like, that's what we're walking around spiritually trying to throw people off. Like, guys, get a backbone. Get a spine. Stand up straight. Stand up to the giant in your life. Stand up to the thing that's trying to take you out. Stand up to the emotional issues. Stand up to the things that are causing you to break down. Stand up to the things that are beating you up. Stand up to the devil that's making you think you have no authority. Stand up to the devil that's beating you up, that's shaming you, that's guilting you, that's bringing all kinds of condemnation and say, I am loved. I am washed. And I am a king and I am a priest. And you're not a champion, devil. You're actually a loser because Jesus defeated you. So give me my authority back. The enemy only has the authority you forget is yours. The enemy only has the authority that you've been ignorant of and you've ignored and you've forgotten about. So just get it back. Come on, bow your heads. Let's pray tonight. Lord, I ask that every teenager under the sound of my voice, every person in this room, as we're going back to school, as fall is getting into full swing and school's going the last couple weeks, God, that tonight we're going to party. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy being together. But God, let us not walk out of this moment forgetting that we have authority. You gave it to us, God. God, give us the backbone to be able to stand up like David to the giants that are trying to tell us one way or the other, to trying to beat us up and shame us. Give us the backbone to take our authority back. It's our authority. You died for it. God, the enemy took it from Adam and Eve and you sent your son and he took it back from the devil. God, it's our authority. Just repeat after me. Thank you, Lord, that I am loved, that I am washed, that I am a king and a priest, and that I am a champion. In Jesus' name, amen.